spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by well, Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I even need to you got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left and deep. And the This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer, we got this. The second eye-popping play, wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome into Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Sunday morning. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, 79-33 and 33 on the season. Best record in baseball. First place atop the National League West. The Dodgers have won the first two games of this series in Kansas City. In fact, they're riding a 12-game winning streak overall today. They look to extend. And that with Tyler Anderson on the mound. First pitch from Kauffman Stadium is coming up at 11-10. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll preview this Sunday pitching matchup in 30 minutes. Your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. David Vassay will go one-on-one with Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro League Museum there in Kansas City. Shortly, we'll hear from Kirsten Watson. And in just a couple of minutes, we'll send it out to Rick Monday and Jose Moda in the booth. Well, last night in Kansas City, the Dodgers scored early and often as it turned into an absolute rout of the Royals. Andrew Heaney got the start. The Dodger left-hander went three innings, left with a contusion on his throwing arm. He gave up two runs on three hits while striking out five during his brief time on the mound. The Dodgers' offense not messing around against right-hander Brad Kelly. In fact, the first batter of the game, Mookie Betts. And Perez, who was going to catch, is now the designated hitter. There's a drive out into right center field, and this ball is gone. And for Mookie Betts, his 26th home run of the season and the 35th time that Mookie Betts has started a game off with a home run. Unbelievable. Leadoff home run for Mookie, sixth time this year, 35th time he's done it in his career. That's good enough for 12th all-time in Major League Baseball. Dodgers up one to nothing, and they were just getting started. Dodgers loaded the bases with nobody out. Max Muncie, an RBI single. Justin Turner, an RBI single. Later, Gavin Lux, an RBI single. Max Muncie would eventually score in a wild pitch. Dodgers scored five runs in the top half of the first inning. In the second, Will Smith added to the lead with a two-run home run, his 17th of the season. Dodgers led 7 to nothing, and that's when the home run parade just kept going. In the third, Gavin Lux, a solo home run, his fifth of the season. Dodgers up 8-2 to two at that point. In the fourth, Max Muncy with the two-run shot to right. It went 422 feet, his 14th of the season. Dodgers up 10-2. to two. In the sixth, Muncy with an RBI double. Dodgers up 11-2. Muncy went four. Four for five with a double and a home run and four ribbies yesterday in the game. And the game was completely out of hand in the ninth inning. So much so, position players were pitching. The Dodgers up 10-3 to when Kansas City brought in a position player to pitch. And the Dodgers took advantage of that. Joey Gallo. I'd like to see how far Gallo can hit a baseball here. That's 69 miles an hour coming in from Lopez. Well, the count's 2-0. and He's going to have to get the ball inside. Here's Lopez delivery. Well, 
We're going to find out. This ball is up. It is back. And it is gone. Ask and you shall receive. Far to go, 437 feet to right Gallo. His second home run is the Dodgers. Dodgers up 12-3. The next batter, Cody Bellinger, did the same thing. Home run, his 16th of the season. Dodgers hit six home runs in the game. They go on to route the Royals 13-3. Phil Bickford picks up the win in relief. Dodgers have now won 12 in a row. They extend their lead in the division to 17 games over the San Diego Padres. And today, they look to keep it all going with another W. Tyler Anderson on the mound in search of his 14th win. First pitch from Kansas City coming up at 11:10, And with more, we head out to Kauffman Stadium as we say good morning to Rick Monday and Jose Moda, guys. Thank you very much, Tim. As the Dodgers get sent to wrap up this series, going for the sweep here in Kansas City against the Royals, and they did not waste any time at all in yesterday's ballgame. Mookie Betts, his 35th career leadoff home run in the very first inning. The Dodgers, by the way, hit four home runs over the first four innings of the game. They went on to uh, really take total command. 13-3 was the final. The Dodgers 2-0 here in Kansas City. In the process, they've also won 12 consecutive games. That's the longest win streak since 1976 in the L.A. Dodger history. One shy of the uh, L.A. Dodger history record of uh, 13 set in 1965. It's going to be Tyler Anderson on the mound today going for his 14th win of the season. Comes on 13-1. and Brady Singer going for the Royals in the finale here. The Royals will be headed to Minneapolis. The Dodgers, of course, will be headed to Milwaukee right after the completion of this ballgame. Rick Monday along with Jose Moda and Dwayne McDonald, our producer-engineer. First of all, if we look at this Dodger ball club, they wasted no time last night. Mookie Betts set the tone. But if we're looking at this ball club, I mean, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, they continue to hit. But what about to begin with, Max Muncy, he's hit in eight of the last nine. In the month of August, he's hitting over 420 with five home runs and 12 runs batted in. He's got knocked. Mo, all of a sudden, the lineup gets a little thicker, it gets a little longer. And if you're an opposing pitcher, manager, or coach, you're going, okay, which is the weakest link here that we can go to if a matchup comes up later in the game? But you mentioned not wasting any time. I mean, Brad Keller came into yesterday's game saying, I'm not going to change my plan, but this team here will make you change your plans very quickly. 38 pitches in nine hitters into the first inning. He had to change his plan because he was forced to change that plan. Yeah, something we may talk about earlier in the ballgame. The other plan that uh, going to be anxious to see if they change it, and that is the way that the Royals hitters have been approaching Dodgers pitching in the first two games. They have been aggressive. They've not been taking pitches. And there has been a, uh, a multitude of first-pitch swings put into play. I think you do your homework, and Mark Pryor, Cutter McGinnis have told these pitchers, hey, young, aggressive team, you know they want to ambush you. They think it's going to be a first-pitch fastball right down the middle. Well, it's not been the case. The Royals are hitting 167 men in scoring position for a simple reason. Each pitch delivered has a purpose behind it. And each first pitch of the ball game over that bat or over an inning also has a person who's behind it, whether it's go out there and swing because the contact's not going to be very well. And how about utilizing this ballpark here, too? Young hitters want to do and impress, right? So it's like here it is, fastballs. Well, fly balls at 68% clip in this series means that obviously they're doing their job also utilizing the situation here in the conditions. Okay, the Dodgers now, they've won 34 of the last 39 games. Can they keep that pace going? Probably not. They're going to be cooling off at some particular point in time. There's no question about that, but the reality of it is 
they reduced their magic number down to just 32 to win the Western Division again. And you know one thing, they're not even thinking about numbers or getting anything beyond today, which is remarkable to think, just the simplicity, the mentality, the intensity, and the focus this team has day after day. Dodgers going for the sweep and trying to win their 80th game of the championship season. When we come back, we'll look at the pitching matchup. Dodgers and the Royals coming up in a little bit. Tim? All right, thank you, Mo. It's just getting started here on this Sunday morning. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. Still to come, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll also check in with Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro League Museum in Kansas City, as David Vasse will sit down with him. We'll check in with DV throughout the pregame show. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to play the Six Flags most thrilling play of the game contest. Up next, though, we check in with Kirsten Watson as we're leading you up to first pitch from Kansas City, Dodgers and Royals. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates of the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your part at Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Royals on this Sunday morning. Tyler Anderson and Brady Singer, the pitching matchup from Kauffman Stadium. First pitch set for 11-10. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Brought to you by Cars for Kids. Now be a great time to clean out your garage and donate that old car to Cars for Kids. See how easy it is by donating online at carsforkids.org or call them at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's Cars with a K. Let's go back to yesterday, Kirsten. What a day. They were in the Brooklyn Dodgers uniforms. Great looking affair at Kauffman Stadium. And even better was the fact that the Dodgers pounded out six home runs. Yeah, no, I mean, yesterday was insane. Obviously, the temperature was a little bit higher, so it was a nice little hot evening here in Kansas City. But the guys, they they were all saying, so on Friday night, there were a couple hits, flyouts that they really thought if they had it, if we were at any other stadium, including Dodger Stadium, they would have gone out likely. Uh, but here at Kauffman Stadium, it's a really massive outfield, and they just weren't going out the park like they wanted them to. So yesterday, they all were kind of laughing. They were like, look, if we want to send this ball, like you have to hit it. like You have to smash it. And, you know, they did <laughs> literally just that. So <laughs> a lot of home runs yesterday. Just the offensive production is they're continuing day in and day out, getting the bats are hot. They're getting things going. They always are saying hitting is so contagious. And the guys are having fun with it, and they loved wearing their Brooklyn Dodgers uniforms yesterday. I was going to ask you about the mood of this team. I mean, when things go bad, teams tend to tense up a little bit, and they get shy talking to the media. But a team that's the best in baseball, they've won 12 in a row. They're outscoring their opponents like 3-1. to one. What's the mood around this team as they go into the finale of this series? Honestly, uh, they are having a lot of fun, just in general. With each day, uh, the guys, we, you constantly hear them say they're taking it just one day at a time. They recognize what they're doing, but they also recognize they have to keep it up. Um, they're playing really good baseball. They have talked how, you know, the first half of the season, sometimes there are points where it was the pitching that was carrying them. Then the offense kind of got things going again. And so they all are pointing to each other. But right now, when they talk about this team, it's truly as a collective. They recognize how everyone is doing their job every single day. And and it's clear that they're just having so much fun. And I, I was talking to, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was saying that obviously it's only my second year with the team. But when you look at where they're at this year compared to last year, and yes, last year where there was a, a 
a division fight till literally the last day um, with the Giants, and so there's a little bit more pressure and things like that. But this year, I don't, I don't know if it's maybe because there's some new guys on the team and it just it's the makeup is a little bit different, but. Mm-hmm. They're having so much fun, uh, whether it's like after in the, in the dugout celebrating in the clubhouse afterwards, uh, they just, it, it's been really enjoyable to watch them and the camaraderie they have right now. And, and you see why they're winning because they have great team chemistry. Tyler Anderson gets the start today and it's a familiar face behind the plate for him. Yeah. So Tony Walters will be back there. He actually got his bullpen the other day. So they're good. They're going to be on the same page today, but also just the past. They both played with the Rockies together and Tony has caught for him 23 times before today. So they have a good relationship. They're comfortable with each other. And from the reports that Dave has been seeing from AAA for this past year for Tony Walters is everything has been really good. And he said that specifically with Tyler, not only does it, it's kind of a seamless move in since they do have history with each other um but tyler pretty much calls his own games so he's just like you know he's they'll be good to go and so we <laughs> expect another strong outing from tyler anderson and hopefully win uh, number 14 for him today all right let's hope the dodgers can get their 13th straight win today there in kansas city thank you kirsten we'll check in with you after the game still to come here on morago casino dodgers on deck we'll preview today's pitching matchup we'll check in with the president of the negro league museum bob kendrick but up next we'll get you an injury report and we'll hear from dodger manager dave roberts it's the dodgers and the royals on this sunday morning first pitch at 11 10 i'm tim cates this is the los angeles dodgers audio network This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Royals on this Sunday morning. Final game of this three-game series. Dodgers winners of 12 in a row. Tyler Anderson, Brady Singer, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Kansas City is coming up at 11-10. The LA Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Clayton Kirsch on the IL. Walker Bueller on the IL. Eddie Rios on the IL. Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez. Dustin Mays in AAA Oklahoma City making one more rehab start before being called up next home. Homestand, Blake Trinan, Bruce Dark Gratterall, both in AAA making rehab appearances as well. Let's head back out to Kansas City as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. I know you've been asked uh, when Muncie was struggling what's wrong with him, but at this point, do you believe that he can sustain it? Um... I think uh, I can't speak to the performance or the production, but I do believe that uh, the intent, the at-bat quality, um, you know, balls in the hitting zone that he's ending at bats, I believe that that'll continue. Um, so I don't see why the performance can't be somewhat how it is. But, yeah, I mean, he's OPSing over a 1,000 in the last week or whatever. So hopefully that's sustainable. But, um, you know, he's a heck of a ball player, always has been. So he's just getting back to what made him become himself. So that's the thing I'm most encouraged about. Can he sustain, though, the mentality of sticking to the process more than, you know, what the results are right now? I, I do believe that, yeah. Um, you know, Max is a, is a super competitor. Uh, he's an intelligent guy. And I think that, you know, we unlock some things, I think, with the mechanics, the health, uh, the intent part of it. And so my bet is that he's smart enough to maintain these thoughts and not deviate. So if he can continue to do that, the performance should be there. How much do you feel like those first few months of the season kind of taxed him mentally? 
Uh, a lot, a lot. Um, I think um, you know, coming back, trying to you know hit the ground running, fight through where his uh, elbow was at, and then you get off to a slow start, a extremely slow start, absolutely taxing on him mentally, and then you kind of find yourself in, in no man's land trying to figure out how mon- how how he's going to recoup this season. Um, which adds anxiety and pressure, and that's real. But, uh, you know, to Dave's question, I think that we got to the other side of that and uh, really happy for him. What celebrities bringing you barbecue today? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, yeah, so Eric Stonetreet, a a good friend of mine, good friend of Clayton's. uh, You know, unfortunately, he's a minority owner here with the the Royals, but he did, he was very generous uh, with his hospitality, brought us some great uh, barbecue, and uh, we all kind of, took part and it was fantastic (laughs) there's dave roberts down the dugout brought to you by alignment health even he is enjoying the barbecue there in kansas city get the freedom you deserve with alignment health plans ava ppo plan visit alignmenthealthplan.com today when we continue here on dodgers on deck we'll check in with david vasse get all the latest as we lead you up to first pitch on this sunday dodgers and royals i'm tim cases los angeles dodgers audio network This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Royals final game of this three game set. Then it's off to Milwaukee for four. Tyler Anderson, Brady Singer, the pitching matchup today. First pitch coming up at 11 10. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, David, another day, another lineup with Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner in there. Are they going to play every game? Freddie Freeman told me he wants to start every single game. That's been one of his career goals, to start 162. This is game 113 for the Dodgers, and Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman are starting yet again, the only two Dodgers to start every single game this season. And earlier this month, I asked Freddie, why is it so important for him to post every day? You know, I just, my job is to play baseball. If there's a baseball game, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I take a lot of pride in getting myself ready to be able to play every single day, and so does Trey. So um, I think it's, you can have five tools in this game, but if you don't have that sixth tool, then what's the point of the first five tools? Yeah, it's one thing, Tim, to to be able to start every single game. It's another mm-hmm. thing to produce at the clip that Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman are producing for the Dodgers this year. Just during this stretch of time where the Dodgers have won, what, 35 of 39? Freddie Freeman is hitting 360 with an OPS of 1,000. So it's not like he's just showing up. He's <laughs> actually doing big damage. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Dave, Clayton Kershaw, what's the latest on the Dodger left-hander? Well, I was uh, privy to Clayton uh, throwing the heavy ball in the, in the tunnel there, so that was a unique experience for me. I've never <laughs> done that before. He throws with a lot of anger, so I was a little <laughs> nervous to be there. But uh, he told me he's not going to travel with the team to Milwaukee. He'll meet up with the Dodgers in Los Angeles and more than likely uh, throw a bullpen session Friday at Dodger Stadium. He told me his back is feeling really good. It's just one of these flare-ups. It's something he's had to deal with the last six years of his career, and we'll have to continue uh, to manage it and not only manage it when he's in the game, but possibly even alter his routine as far as bullpen sessions go. 
And Dave is brought to you by Ford. Now during the Ford Summer Supercharge Sales event, rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You'll not only be bringing the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it with your visit local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. A lot of Dodger players making their first visit to Kauffman Stadium outside of Hans Alberto, who played there last year, of course. But what's been the feedback of the stadium and really the, the dimensions out there in the outfield, Dave? Yeah, last night after the game, Will Smith hit a two-run home run. But the first night here, Rick Monday and I were talking about it. He hit three balls in the air that would have been three home runs, Tim. He hit Mm -hmm. it a combined 1,150 feet. This outfield, as Rick has talked about during the broadcast, has more square feet to cover than even Coors Field. And I was talking to Trace Thompson about that this morning in the dugout, and I said, as hitters, can you allow that to get into your head? And they told me, or Trace told me, you can't allow that to affect you because if you start chasing home runs, it's really going to get you out of whack. So the one thing the Dodgers have really put their mind towards is hitting the ball in the gaps. Left center, right center, and good things happen. Dave, are my ears deceiving me, or do I hear a lot of Dodger fans in Kansas City this weekend? (laughs) I actually saw a fan this morning. I posted it on Instagram. He had a sign that said, I traveled all the way from Pomona, California, to see the Dodgers in Kansas City. And looking out on it, just less than an hour away from first pitch, there's a lot of blue shirts in the stands, and it's not royal blue, it's Dodger blue. (laughs) Last night, 29,689 fans at Kauffman Stadium. It was the biggest attendance they have had for a home Royals game this season, and no doubt it was big Dodger fan contingent. And just walking the streets of Kansas City, even outside of a Bryant's uh, barbecue, I ran into (laughs) fans that listened to Dodger talk from Chicago. So they're coming from all over the country to see the Dodgers in the Midwest. Yeah, Dodger Nation representing great stuff. Dave, we'll check back in with you in just a couple minutes. Dodger fans, I need three contestants because it's time now for the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. You know how it works. You predict the player and the inning that the most thrilling play will happen. And if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. We had a winner just the other night in the opener of this three-game series, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. Dodgers and Royals, series finale from Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Royals. Dodgers going for the three-game sweep. Dodgers looking to extend their 12-game winning streak in Kansas City. Tyler Anderson, Brady Singer, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 11-10. Woo-hoo. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single-rail coaster in the world and the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, we got our three contestants ready to go. Albert, you are first up. Albert, go ahead. What's your guess? It's going to be Freddie Freeman in the seventh. Freddie Freeman in the seventh inning. All right, good luck to you, Albert. Nancy, you are next. Nancy, what is your guess? Trace Thompson in the seventh. Trace Thompson in the seventh inning. All right, good luck to you, Nancy. Dave is our third and final contestant on this Sunday. Dave, what is your guess? I'm going to say Freddie Freeman in the fifth. 
Freddie Freeman in the fifth inning. All right. Good luck to Dave, Nancy, and Albert, our three contestants in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Remember, conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else, Six Flags Magic Mountain. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday as we're leading you up to first pitch from Kansas City. Dodgers and Royals. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Royals from Kansas City. Tyler Anderson, Brady Singer, the pitching matchup. We'll dive deeper into this matchup coming up in just a little bit. First pitch at 11-10. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's. Home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor. On game day, feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger... Rick Monday. Rick, it's been great to have you on the play-by-play this series. You got one more game here against the Royals, and the Dodgers are looking for 13 in a row. You think that's going to happen? I mean, you start to look at uh, exactly what's happened. Let me just go down the list a little bit. We'll talk about it more during the broadcast, but the Dodgers, if you look at them overall, first of all, they have the best record in Major League Baseball. They have the best record at home. They have the best record on the road. They have the best record in interleague play this year. They have the best record against teams over 500. They have the best record against teams under 500. They have the best record in the last 10 games, the last 20, the last 30, the last 40, and the last 50. <laughs> other than that, ho-hum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick, maybe you can understand this. Everybody's wondering whether or not the Dodgers are peaking too soon. Do you feel like in this context that applies? Talk to me in October, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, and I mean that seriously. Because a lot of people may be saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, they're too hot. You know, don't don't win all the games right now. You have to win in postseason. No, you have to win the ball games when you have the opportunities. And I think if you look at the way that the uh, the ball club has played, Dave Roberts has addressed this. He says, you know, there's a lot of pride in that, uh, in that locker room. Uh, you can see a carryover not only in the dugout but also in the field. This, this ball club has high expectations. That's exactly what they have played at that level. I mean, they're 79 and 33. It's an incredible uh, run that they've had. But getting back to it, um, are they going to be hot? Are they going to be cold at the uh, end of this regular season, going into postseason play? Whatever it is, I think it also helps the ball club to say, hey, look, guys, look what we have been able to accomplish at some point in this season. So let's dial it back. What were the strengths? What were the weaknesses when we were winning all those ball games? I think it's a very good base from which to work from, uh, whether it be right now, whether it be next month, or whether it be as they start to enter postseason play. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Yeah, let me ask you a question. I understand because I have spies out, David Bassey. <laughs> and, and when I said last night that, uh, you know, stay tuned, the lovable David Bassey is coming on with the post-game Dodger talk. Um, I, I understand that you offered an opportunity for some people to call in and maybe make a little restitution. Those that had been on Max Muncy for a while. Muncy, by the way, is going to bat in the number four spot today and play at third base. I'm just wondering. I did not get the report, however on how many phone calls you got on people maybe looking for a little restitution who had been a little harsh 
on uh, Muncie. That's right, Rick. I offered that opportunity, and a few fans took that opportunity to Didn't apologize okay. for being all over Max Muncie the majority of the season. Well, th- that's nice. This game is not easy. I don't, I don't care who it is, and uh, if you look at some guys when they're scuffling, I mean, you could just look at Max Muncie and just his facial features and figure out, hey, look, I don't need to be uh, at home plate with him. I don't need to be in the dugout with him. I don't need to be in the bus or the airplane with him to understand he's been very, very frustrated. But at the same time, what people don't see on the outside looking in, we have the availability of seeing some of it. And that is the extra work that they all put in on a daily basis, whether they're hot, whether they're cold. And for Max Muncie, along with Cody Bellinger, who's beginning to swing the bat much better, they have both been working very, very hard that is not seen by the public, nor nor really should it be seen, because it's in the early hours of the afternoon. A lot of it is underneath in the batting cage, much less on the field. Yeah, they don't show up at 710, right? No, no, they don't, <laughs> which is the amazing thing. How many people come up to you and say, well, let's see, 710 game, uh, what time do you get there? About 6, yeah, 630? Exactly. You know, they don't understand. You know, you're at the ballpark at what, around 2 o'clock for a 7 o'clock game? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, normally uh, I'm there uh, maybe by 3, 330. These normally players are here at 1 o'clock sometimes. Exactly. I mean, the, the, the number of hours, this isn't just show up and play the game. Uh, whether it be on the field or with our jobs as well. There's a lot of stuff to do, observe, to read, and, and we learn each and every day something new about this ball club. No show and go here, Rick. No, 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 no. <laughs> At least not till tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Rick, we'll check in with you and Jose a little bit later. Rick Monday on the call today for the finale of this three-game series between the Dodgers and Royals. Tim, we'll send it back to you. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Still to come here on Morocco Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll get a preview of this pitching matchup today. As David mentioned, Rick will be back with Jose. Have the keys to the game, but up next, really cool. David Vassay goes high and tight with Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. It's the Dodgers and Royals from Kansas City on this Sunday. First pitch at 1110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Royals on this Sunday. Final game of this three-game set from Kansas City. Tyler Anderson, Brady Singer, the pitching matchup. Still to come, Rick and Jose will get you the keys to the game, and I'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first... David Vassay. And now, what will likely be Vassay fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. Well, it's been a special trip for the Dodgers to Kansas City. A big group of players arrived at the Negro League Museum on Saturday. And the man, Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro League Museum, the caretaker of the history of the Negro Leagues, joins us. Bob, thanks a lot for the time. And like I told you, you still haven't lost your fastball. You know what? The adrenaline always gets to flow because this never gets old for me. Every time we're able to welcome those who made their living in this game, whether it's current or former players, it always is exciting for me. And I just enjoy sharing the stories, helping them understand their connections to this history. And it doesn't matter what color you are, you are indeed connected to this story. And so this was so much fun. But I think it takes on an even deeper meaning because of the fact that the Dodgers are here. This story franchise is here, and being a part of our salute to the Negro Leagues makes it even that much more special. 
Can you describe the connection the Negro Leagues have with the Dodgers considering Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier? And, and Jackie Robinson's breaking of the color barrier was just the beginning of that process as it relates to the Dodgers. The Dodgers probably had six or seven players from the Negro Leagues who integrated with the, with the ball club before half of the major leagues had even integrated. And so Branch Rickey was very aggressive going after this great pool of black talent and so the organization has had a deep-rooted connection to this story. And, and again, that's what makes it so meaningful that the club is here. You know, it's been, it's hard to believe, it's been eight years yeah. since the last time that the Dodgers were here. I know the club was scheduled to be here in 2020, but the pandemic derailed that opportunity. And so here we are now in 2022 at a time when Buck O'Neill just inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And his plaque is here this weekend. And and again, this story franchises in Kansas City and the historical connections that it had as Jackie Robinson joined the Dodgers after spending five months in the Negro Leagues with the Kansas City Monarchs. Bob, Jackie Robinson's story has been told in great detail. I feel like Roy Campanella's story doesn't get told as much as it should. He was a very special player. We never got to see him play in Los Angeles, but a three-time MVP and a big-time contributor to the cause. Oh, there is no question about it. Really, all of those early players who would go on to join Major League teams, those black and brown players who would join those Major League teams, they were all integral in helping usher in integration in our society. And Roy Campanella, because he plays the catching position, I think takes on an even greater meaning because not many catchers from the Negro Leagues got the opportunity to play in the Major Leagues. And here is Campy, who started catching when he was 15 years old in the Negro Leagues with a team called the Baltimore Elite Giants. And by the time he signed by the Dodgers, he almost had 10 years of catching experience already under his belt, which also means he had a lot of wear and tear on his body, particularly traveling and playing in the Negro Leagues, and yet he is still a three-time most valuable player with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Before that tragic car accident derailed what was still a Hall of Fame career, and he is just a sampling of some of the great talent that was playing the catching position in the Negro Leagues. Unfortunately, they didn't get that opportunity. But Roy did, and he's a vital part of this story. You know, but again, to see Jackie, Roy, Don Newcomb, mm -hmm. Junior Gilliam, yeah. Joe Black, you know, these guys were so instrumental in helping people understand that African Americans could play this game at the major league level. They were already doing it in the Negro Leagues, but it just wasn't really accepted as such. But when these young stars from the Negro Leagues make their way in to these major league franchises and then start to contribute right away. And, and, and that's what I tell people all the time. One of my favorite factoids here at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, and I think it summarizes the immediate impact that the Negro Leagues had on Major League Baseball from 1949 through 1959, 9 of 11 National League Most Valuable Players were former Negro League stars. Now, that's before we even start to talk about Rookies of the Year. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the American League, you have to remember, was very slow. Yeah. yeah, the American League really didn't want to sign black players. They came along. They didn't really want to, but they finally figured out, okay, we got to come along. But the National League was far more aggressive, and at the head of that was Branch Rickey.
before I let you go, when we're sitting at the Field of Legends, yes. everybody looks at the statues. But my favorite part of the Field of Legends in the museum is that painting on the wall of Martin Luther King Jr. along with Don Newcomb, Jackie Robinson, and Roy Campanella. It's a beautiful painting, and the painting was damaged when the artist gave it to us. Uh, unfortunately, through a transportation mistake, it was damaged, and we were concerned initially about how we would display it. And ultimately, we decided that we would display it broken. Yeah, we didn't try to fix it because, it was, number one, it was going to be too difficult, too difficult to fix it. And we decided to show it broken because, to me, it is a perfect example of the unbreakable spirit of those who played in the Negro Leagues. And that painting, of course, is depicted from a story that I had the honor of hearing Don Newcomb tell on many occasions of them having dinner with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Dr. King saying to them that he could not have done what they did and that they made his job easier. Now here is the greatest civil rights leader of our era saying that what Jackie did as that pioneering first, he's not sure that he could have done it and that the groundwork that they built made it easier for him to do the job that he did. That gives you, a, I think, a clear-cut understanding for those who don't believe that one person can indeed invoke change. You have to look no further than Jackie Robinson. And so the picture is called, the painting, I should say, is called Grace. And the four of them are sitting around the table, about to embark on a meal, and they're holding hands, saying grace. Powerful. Very powerful. Yeah, absolutely powerful. Thank you for the time. A great tour. I know all the players and staff enjoyed their visit to the Negro League Museum because of the president, Bob Kendrick, who makes it so special. Thanks a lot for the time, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Looking forward to it, and thanks to everyone in Dodger Nation for coming out and visiting the Negro League's Baseball Museum. They've come out in groves. There's been a lot of Dodger fans here this weekend, and we love it, and we appreciate the support that the team and the organization continues to provide for the Negro League's Baseball Museum. The museum's a treasure, but it wouldn't be what it is without Bob Kendrick. Thanks a lot for the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We'll send it back to you in Los Angeles, Tim. All right. Thank you, Dave. Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro League Museum there in Kansas City. If you're in the area, you're visiting, going through, make sure you visit that museum. All right. Leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Royals on this Sunday. Up next, we'll break down this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates. Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Royals from Kansas City. Dodgers looking for the sweep at Kauffman Stadium. Dodgers looking to extend that winning streak to 13. First pitch coming up at 11-10. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Tyler Anderson on the mound, 13-1 with the 272 ERA. The 32-year 
year-old left-hander making his 20th start this year. He's 3-0 in his last three starts. Hasn't lost since June 27th. Last time out, seven shutout innings. Scattered just two hits while striking out three in a win over the Padres. Third career start against the Kansas City Royals. 0-1 with a 277 ERA. Facing Brady Singer, a 26-year-old right-hander. First-round pick of the Royals in 2018 at the University of Florida. Made his major league debut in 2020. Making his 16th start this year. He is 5-4 and the 349 ERA. His most recent start on Tuesday, he went seven in the third innings, allowed just one run while scattering five hits and a win over the White Sox. He's allowed one or no earned runs in four of his last five starts, going six plus innings in each of those starts. And nine home starts this year, he's four and two with a 350 ERA. Today is his first time facing the Dodgers. Brady Singer, the young right hander, goes for Kansas City. Tyler Anderson in search of his 14th win here on this season. Dodgers and Royals were 15 minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Royals from Kansas City. Dodgers going for the sweep at Kauffman Stadium. Tyler Anderson, Brady Singer, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 11-10. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. All right, before first pitch, let's head back out to the booth. The final check-in with Rick and Jose. Guys. For the Niners trying to win their 80th game of the season, they have a 17-game lead over the second-place San Diego Padres in the Western Division. Magic number now is 32, and the magic number as far as Tyler Anderson, who's going to start for the Dodgers today, is 14 because he comes on 13-1. and He has been right on the money, Jose, and one thing he's done, he has just kept hitters off balance the entire season. He is also known how to pitch with leads, and the Dodgers offensively have given him a lot of leads to work with. He does not walk people. He goes after you. He knows and understands that that cut fastball is a key pitch in opening up the other side of the plate. He's going to face a team that is not very good against changes, but to me it doesn't matter. It's where his changes are located today. Is he able to double up, triple up, and use the same arm slot that he uses for that cutter? But uh, Rick, it's been remarkable to watch him execute, and even with all the ways in which teams are trying to find to say, how is he getting it done, and check the glove, and check the hat, and whatever else, he does not get distracted and just goes focus on strike one, strike two, and finish you off. Observations we've made so far for the Royals, they swing early in the counts, and they have chased a lot of pitches at the top of the strike zone, or maybe even high, and out of the strike zone. Brady Singer starting for the Royals. His 16th start of the season and really trying to find himself. Trying to find himself. He's a very aggressive young kid who was uh, trying to make an impression here. And they project him at one day maybe as a number one. Now, he is not a guy that's going to be enamored with the high fastball for swings. He likes his sinker ball. He has induced 10 double plays for a reason. He's understanding more about, even though he does have a good arm, a pretty good breaking ball, sometimes go out there and be economical. And he's facing a Dodger team also that, guess what? is very good against the sinker in the two-seam fastball. Dodgers going for the sweep before they move on to Milwaukee. And the starting lineups, first pitch just minutes away. Tim? 
All right, thank you guys. First pitch coming up. Dodgers start the day with a 17-game lead in the division over the Padres, who are in action. They're already going to the bottom half of the sixth inning. Quick game in our nation's capital. Padres lead the Nationals four to nothing. We'll keep an eye on that one. I'll be back with all the post-game festivities. Dodgers and Royals. Series finale is next. I'm Tim Cates, and you've been listening to Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.